Hi, this is Heidi, episode 45, how to not freak out over grades. Life isn't a spectator sport. Success comes to those who show up every day with a pocket full of courage, grit, and a little sparkle. I'm glad you're here. Hello, hello, friends. Happy middle of June 2020. It's almost the middle of the year, and I think we all feel like we've aged a few years in this time. It's so nice to have the warmth and sunshine. I hope you are warm and see bright sunshine wherever you are, even if you're listening to this months or years ahead in the future. And if there's no sunshine outside, go and surround yourself with people who feel like sunshine. Nothing is better than that. Now, thank you to those who are sharing this podcast and sharing the five clarifying lens method with friends. I've heard from many of you who have been able to experience these last few months on a more positive and connecting level with your children because you're seeing them in a different way. My husband and I were just talking with one child and how we know they are going to bloom in their own time. And it isn't our job to determine what that is. I love the calm that gives me and how I act around them. So friends, speaking of calm and wanting to be calm, today's podcast is all about trying to stay calm. It's mid-June and my children's school actually ends June 19th. We are generally later than other states. Not sure why. Being virtual school, the end of the year is a bit anticlimactic, and probably like you, our grading system is going to be different for this last quarter, but it is time for report cards to come out. This episode is to guide you on how to not freak out, there could be another word, but freak out seems to sum it all up, about your child's grades, either at report card time or any other time when you check them online, since nowadays we can do that pretty often. Now, I'm using this word, this dramatic word freak out, and you get to decide if that describes you. And also you get to decide what types of grades are going to elicit some dramatic response from you. I have had to really develop an emotional relationship with this online grading system. It's taken years, and I'll tell you, it has really been my work to do. It's not my child's job. I've had to develop these skills, and surprise, surprise, it all starts with what I'm thinking. That determines how I feel and how I then act around my child or don't act. The grades are neutral. They just are what they are. I have an actual PDF guide to help you with this. If you want, make sure you are signed up on my email list. You can sign up at HeidiBenjaminson.com, sign up for Sunday Sunshine, or take the confidence quiz that signs you up. I am emailing this PDF to my email list, so they will have it as a reference. Okay, first, you need to be very intentional when you look at grades. Do it at a time when you're already calm. Do it when you aren't stressed out about other things. Take some deep breaths. And I'm not saying this because I or you always see negative things. It's just that we're seeing a lot of data. There are a lot of stories and emotions in our minds because of what we make grades mean. So be aware of that when you check grades so that you can take your breath, so that you're thinking clearly, rationally. 
we can't take back when we overreact over things. Now, I have to tell you, after overreacting and not being in emotional control for a few years, and with a lot of coaching, I now have a mantra, I repeat, when and if I look at grades, I say it over and over. I say, I can't wait to see how this child is going to bloom and succeed. I know they totally will. I have total confidence in that. It's going to be so much fun to see how they get from one place to another. And I say this over and over and it gets me in a good mindset. Okay, so you've opened up the online system or maybe grades were emailed to you. Let's use the example that you look online and you see that your child has a 50% in algebra out of 100%. You see the grade online. Maybe you also see that 50% of the assignments are not turned in or maybe 50% on a test. You might start feeling something. Now name it. What is that emotion? Identify it. Write it down. Now 50% might mean something different to different people. Are you mad? Are you frustrated? Are you disappointed? Are you hopeful? Are you scared? Being able to name and recognize the emotion is really a huge step in being able to manage what you are thinking, which is the next step. You have your emotion. Let's say that you're frustrated. Now, what exactly are you thinking about this grade that is making you frustrated? Guys, this is where so many of us check out. We think the grade is making us angry. The grade is just a letter on the screen on our computer. It doesn't have the power to make us think or feel anything. Now, here are some common thoughts that would cause frustration. Why isn't this child turning in work? I know that they're doing. This child doesn't seem to study. They seem lazy. I wish they would work harder. How will they get into a good college with these grades? Now, a thought like that usually creates fear and being scared. Maybe the thought is, this teacher really doesn't like my child. Or a thought, my child always struggles in math. If you're a mathematician, you might think something like, oh, I wish my child was smart like me. I don't understand why they don't understand this. Write down every thought. This is so important. Now next, get really curious. This is such a perfect emotion for report cards because curiosity opens your mind to explore and search out things that aren't obvious, to be open to see things that you didn't know were there. What are all the reasons why your child could finish the year with a 50% in algebra? Whenever I'm looking mid-year or mid-quarter, I now know many teachers don't put their grades in immediately. I remind myself sometimes my child could take a retest. Maybe 50% was the high grade and the teacher will retest the whole class. What don't I know about this situation? We are not in school with our kids. Okay, well, pre-virus school wasn't at home. Even now, we are not online with our teachers and kids. Did the teacher put in missing work and has told the child in person, hey, no problem, pass it in when you can and you'll get credit. I like to ask myself, am I making a bigger deal out of this than I need to? Remember, we want to win the war, not the battle. Get curious here. Next, and this is a good question for all of you who really want to control how your child performs because you think it's a reflection of you. Is this grade our problem or our child's problem? 
If you put this grade into the coaching model, CTFAR, that I teach you, if you don't know what that is, listen to episode one about the coaching model. And also listen to episode 13 about being a good mom. I talk there also about separating our results from our children's results. Okay, our actions only create results for us. So we provide structure and support that's consistent with the type of parent we want to be. And our result, our R line, is what we do to provide that. The grade is the result, the R line, in our child's model. This is their result. Their circumstance may be an algebra test. Their thought is that they want to do well and study. Their emotion is determination. Their actions include doing homework or not, listening in class or not, and their result, not ours, is the grade on the test. Also acknowledge they may or may not think that the grade is a problem. If we swoop in and think that we need to fix something, we also inadvertently act like we don't trust them to fix their problems. We show we don't have confidence in them. I can't tell you how many times my children have said, mom, I talked to the teacher. I'm taking care of that. And they do. And they take care of things a hundred times better than I would. And they learn how to solve problems and they learn how to handle these discussions with adults. I can't tell you how many heated moments and discussions can be avoided if we let our children's problems be their problems. Now, this isn't to say that we don't have structure or support or even rules or consequences or rewards or thresholds, but when we assume too much of this controlling mentality, we're making something much more our problem than it should be. Okay, now next, this is very important. Go back over their grades and make your eyes and your brain identify all of the positive on it. Our brains automatically zero in on the negative. This is just what our brains do to protect us. But it means we don't notice and then comment on the positive. It means we aren't building up our own mental file of all the ways our child is totally, amazingly succeeding. Make yourself notice every area where your child has improved, even a little bit. You have to be very intentional with this. And I don't care if it's only the gym grade that's always an A. We have to lead with praise. Most of us find it reflexive to make a bigger deal about the negative. Our brain sees what is lacking. We have to search and pay attention to the good. Don't be silent about it. Don't think, oh, hey, they know I'm proud of them for that. Before you criticize, praise. Ask them to tell you what they did to improve in a certain class. This allows their brains to also focus on the good. This reinforces to them the skills and activities that lead to improvement. This sets more bricks in their self-esteem foundation. You might find out some information about a teacher or a subject that they really like. So the next point I want you to ponder is if any good will come from discussing what you perceive as a negative. We always have the choice to be silent. We can always choose to let our child work things out. Each of us parents get to decide at what point we discuss issues. But I just want you to know that not saying anything is better than saying things that will tear down the child. Or even if you think you can't control what you can say, opt for silence. We can't take back our words. And trust me, 
I used to say things that I wish I could take back. I've gotten a ton better because I do so much coaching and prep work myself. But still, me being on the attack puts them on the defensive. And I know silence, even silence for a day or two, is sometimes best. Here are some last points about planning when you're going to talk to your teen about their grades, because often we do have to have a discussion with them. Really try to time it when you are calm, not stressed. Do it when both of you aren't hungry or tired. Do it when their siblings are not around. I know in our house, if siblings hear us discussing grades, others sometimes dogpile in on the comments, which is always 100% unhelpful. So plan to do it when you're alone. Really, really, I can't stress this enough. Mention the positives first. Try to spend most of your time on that. They're expecting you to grill them on the low grades. Why not surprise them by asking more questions about the classes where things are going awesome? I'm always surprised to learn more about what my kids really enjoy. They share interesting things about their teachers. This is where I learn the positive things that teachers say to my children to build them up. My kids want to do well for teachers who believe in them. In these conversations, try to eliminate all of your assumptions about why a grade is a certain way or why things weren't turned in or so forth. Don't assume you know why things are the way they are. Use very open-ended questions. Help me understand why your grade went from an A last quarter to a C this quarter. I'm curious about the work you do in physics that you really love and you do well at. What do you like about your history assignments? Are you happy with your grades? Do you feel like you're working at your highest level? Are there distractions at home that I can help reduce? What are your thoughts about this class or this grade? Tell me more about this class and grade. What is not reflected in this grade? Really, there is so much to be learned when we let them talk and explain and go into the conversation, not thinking we know it all. This really shuts them down. I used to really react, especially with my oldest, because remember, we're kind of learning all this stuff with the oldest in a confrontational manner, and it always, always ended awful. He shut down. We got nowhere. And I've learned I need to go into it assuming I'm wrong about all of my judgments, and I usually am. Now, on a final note, living in the present, we often don't put things into perspective that they should be in. Our world today puts so much pressure on the smallest details in our kids' lives, and it's causing them stress and anxiety. As much as we can reduce this and manage our own stress, we can provide a safe, soft place for our kids to learn, make mistakes, grow, mature, bloom in their own season. If you're freaking out about something, picture your child in 10 years. They've graduated from college. They're happy at their first job. How will you and your child look back at this one grade from that vantage point? Ask yourself, if I was the child, how would I want my parent to respond to this? Am I okay with my child not being perfect, making mistakes? If not, what am I making it mean about them and about me that I can't handle this? And finally, remember, we don't want our children to think our love for them 
is dependent on their grades. It isn't. You know it isn't. Make sure your emotions and actions show them this. School and grades are one of the biggest areas where we can fall into compare despair. Remember that we don't totally know what's the best our child can be doing right now. Don't compare them to siblings or other kids. And trust me, they know when we're doing this. It reinforces to them that this is a competition and it highlights to them either their weaknesses or they think they need to always one-up someone else. We don't want their confidence and self-esteem built on this. Okay, that's it for this week. Enjoy June and this summer. Please continue to rate and review the podcast in iTunes. Make sure you are signed up for weekly Sunday sunshine, as well as occasional emails about podcasts and other news. When you're ready to apply this work on a much deeper and transforming level, sign up for a free consult call on HeidiBenjaminson.com. Why not change your perspective, your confidence, your emotions now while your kids are home? You've hired coaches for them. Now it's time for you to have a coach and I would be honored to be yours. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.